0: You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from Real Life, reaching the world for Jesus one person at a time. Well, hello, 10 o'clock. That's the service you came to. That's why I said that. Good to see you guys. Glad you're here. My name is Josh Gray. I'm the executive pastor here at Real Life. I get the privilege of working with the staff at Real Life and over finance and all those things. And our staff is doing amazing things out here, equipping the saints, which is who? You are saints. Maybe you didn't know this. We're equipping the saints to do some amazing work. And you guys are doing amazing work out in the kingdom. We are changing this community for Jesus one person at a time. And so really proud to be part of a of a church that believes in that and that's doing that, and uh, just honored to be here. Before I launch into this and not cough at all, this entire surf, service, um, I want to pray over it, and then we'll dive right in. So, Father God, I just uh, thank you, first of all, for the people you've brought here today, Lord. I ask that your word would just penetrate all of our hearts, Lord, that it would come out well, Lord, and that we would uh, not just learn something today, Lord, we would learn something that we can apply in our lives that would change us, because we want to show you off, Lord. We want to tell people how great you are. Uh, And so, Lord, I just ask for your hands upon the service. I thank you for your Holy Spirit being here. I ask that it would stay here and fall upon us, Lord. And so we say that in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're continuing on in our Just One series. If you missed any of this, it's all online. And so uh, we started out with uh, Just One Kingdom, and then Just One Source, Just One Ending. Last week was Just One Choice, and this week is Just One Invitation. And I know that many of you are pretty excited about Easter coming up. I don't know if you've heard about it. We've tried to keep it on the down low. But there is something happening uh, at Easter service at Beasley. And you can participate uh, one of two ways. You can volunteer um, or you can bring yourself and somebody else with you. And if you don't have any collateral or stuff or magnets or whatever, please take those out there. They're not decorations. You can take whatever you want. But we're all in on this. We're going to have an amazing uh, sermon team up there. Marty and Aaron and Thad are preaching. Our worship is going to be off the chain It is going to be so amazing there, our people there, how connected we are, our youth ministry, all those things. We are going all in on this as a staff, as a church, uh, in every way possible, and we'd like for you to join us because it really doesn't matter if we go all in on it and you don't, right? So this, if there's ever a time to invite somebody to, to church, if there's ever a time where somebody would want to tell their mom that they went to church, it's usually Easter or Christmas. (laughs) So you'd be like, yeah, I went to church. Sure I did. Thanks for inviting me, Bob. So anyway, you want to invite your friends uh, to that. It's going to be a great service. They're going to enjoy it. And then we're launching off into that, into an awesome family series. So people will be able to be like, oh, this is where we're going next. So this amazing thing happened called the resurrection. The resurrection. Like it really happened. I wasn't there because I was 2000 years ago. But I was in Israel and I saw, and like, this is a fact. Just because it's 2,000 years ago and we didn't see it and we don't have video of it, it still happened. And not like the idea of it. There's lots of people who have loved and tried for thousands of years to prove that it didn't happen, but it happened. Legitimate happened. Somebody died, and they rose and they were gone. So this is a story we want to tell to the world, and it's a great opportunity to invite somebody to hear something that could change their life. So, enough of the Easter stuff. Let's dive into the text here. Oh, I wanted to ask, how many people gave up something for Lent? So how many people are anticipating when Easter is over that you're back in it? Ice cream. Every time my daughter drives past, we drive past Dairy Queen when she's doing volleyball practice. She's like, oh, Dairy Queen, she gave up ice cream. But did you know that yogurt's not the same thing her uh, children's pastor told her? that Like jams is totally, it's not even Dairy Queen. (coughs) is totally different. She found a loophole. And I got to tell you, do you know how many 10 and 11 year olds are quaking in their boots for Josh Gray's return to Call of Duty World War II on PlayStation? There are so many 10 year olds they are just afraid of me. I mean, they're probably just like, where is Jiggy Wiggy 208? Which is my, where is he? Because we used to get lots of uh, confirmed kills with that guy. No, um, they're probably quaking in their boots, but my return after Easter Sunday... Okay, enough of, enough of that. All right, let's dive into something important. Uh, let's talk about the text. Let's talk about what, uh, this just one invitation. And what is this idea of just one invitation? And so we're going to dive into text. We're in John 13. So here we go. Uh, when he had uh, gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified. and and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you, uh, you will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, and now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. So you're with your rabbi. You're with this guy you've spent the last three years with, and he's telling you he's going somewhere and you can't go. Yourself in those shoes, but good news, he says, I have a new command to give to you. This is brand new, it's gonna blow your mind. I know you've been hanging out with me for three years. I've been doing miracles, I've been doing all kinds of crazy stuff. We've been traveling all around, Uh, you've seen amazing things. But I have something brand new for you that I want to give to you. Let's see what that is because we're all interested. Uh, The new command is that you love one another. Ah, I didn't get that before that we're supposed to love one another just as I have loved you. Oh, how have you loved me, Lord? what did that look like? How did you love me? Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? <laughs> what? Yeah, whatever, your new command. Where are you going? I can't, I missed that. Like, that's the first question when he gives this new command and he's like, oh wait, but yeah, but where are you going? He says, Where I'm going, you cannot follow me, but you will follow afterwards. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. So let's talk about this concept of laying down our lives. How many of us in here as professing Christians feel like we're going to have to lay down our life for our faith? So think about this idea of laying down your life. So truly, truly today, close your eyes and think about this. Truly, truly today, somebody was martyred because they would not renounce their faith. Hundreds, if not thousands of people's people are murdered, are martyred every day because they will not say, no, I will not renounce my faith in Jesus Christ. Like it's happened already today. It happened while you were sleeping. It's happening while I'm preaching. There are people that are truly laying down their life their faith. Now, when I think about it and think about it and, and see it in America as a dude, like there's some honor in that. Like to jump in front of something and take a bullet for something that has merit. You know, or you think about these uh, war movies. I can't remember the one that just came out with the guy who was a non combative and he drugged like 70 or 80 people off the battlefield, like he was willing to lay down his life. True story that happened. And you think about this, like, macho, awesome, like, yes, I dove in front of the bullet and, and everybody's gonna, th- I'm dead, but everybody's gonna think I'm a hero. And I don't necessarily, like, that's awesome. And I, you know, I, I, lo- I love that. And moms taking care of their kids and willing to die for their kids and do those, do, do things, whatever, like, and, and just friends being willing to do that. But I wonder what does it really look like for us today? Is that a thought you had this week? As how am I going to lay my life down this week? It seems like it's a pretty important thought. What does that look like from just the little things in life? As a dad or a husband or a wife or a mom or a brother or a sister, how do I lay down my life? How would I even know if I did? Good news. Let's look at the text, see if it talks about it for us. How would I know how to do this? So, John 15 says, I am the true vine. And my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the, of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself and let it, uh, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches." Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into a fire and burned. So we're talking about abiding. We're talking about plugging in To this idea of what it looks like to be a Christian, this idea of what it looks like to lay your life down for somebody else—how would you know that? Well, you would know what it looks like is if you are abiding in Him. If you're choosing to plug in your life into the things that He thinks are important. How many people have taken a vacation from God before? You can raise your hand. It's okay. I don't judge you. Right. How many people felt like maybe they were thrown into a fire and burned? Look at Dr. Philia, how's that working out for you? (laughs) When you choose, and we have, I have people choose to, to disconnect themselves from the vine, you choose to disconnect yourself, you will wither and die away. You may not know it. You may look good. You may smell good. You may be having success in your corporate life. You may be having success in your friendship, but you will die. There will be a landmine that you step on that is so big that the Lord does that to get your attention to know that, hey, the tree's over here. Don't wither away. Stay plugged in. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my commandment, that you love one another. What? Saying that again, two whole chapters later. That you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no than this, than someone that would lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. And you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask for and ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Darn it. Uh, So as you think about this, we're back to this laying down our life how do we know how to lay down our life? Well, we know how to lay down our life because we're investing and being invested in because we're connected to the vine. Well, how do we get connected to the vine? Well, you're doing it today partially by connecting in a community, right? But should you just connect to the vine one day a week? Would you just feed yourself one day a week? Would you just have water one day a week? Would you just breathe on Sundays? Wouldn't work out for you. We'd have a drastic drop in attendance. Right? You got to feed yourself constantly. You got to stay plugged into that. And we give so many opportunities in our church with all of the, we have 25 care groups. We have a lot of other auxiliary groups. We have lots of places for you to choose to stay plugged in, to walk through it. Because it's not just about you studying your Bible by yourself and not talking to anybody about it and staying back here and backing up and backing up and me, 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 mine. That's not the way we see Jesus modeling it. So we have to choose to stay plugged in. So how would I know when and where and who to lay my life down for? I would know that because I'm staying plugged in. I would have my eyes up to see other people. Do you know that your church is is winning greatly? Do you know that on Thursday we had a baptism service here on Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that we had about 14 people get baptized here on Thursday? Yep. Like we're, we're winning. The church is winning. God's word is, is, is winning. Do you know that one of the gentlemen that was talking, his name was Lucas, and he said that um, the way he, he came was kind of tying one last knot to see if he could overcome his addictions and overcome all those things and just super lonely and broken all by himself and he came into our church, and somebody said, hello. Somebody said, we're glad you're here. Somebody actually went out of their comfort zone and met him and started talking to him. Somebody said, hey, you should, oh, you live here? You should get into a care group. He didn't know. He doesn't even care group, smear group, God, whatever. I'm just trying to figure this out. And he credited his part of his journey to the fact that somebody saw him. So how do we see people? Is my agenda, my path, my career, my stuff, have I laid any of that down? Not given it up, but have I made sure that that was in its proper place to see people, to say hello, to care? Is that what laying down your life could possibly look like? The glory that you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one, even as we are one. I and them, and you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love them. Why are we doing all this? Why would we lay down our lives? What's the point? Doesn't seem very like to give up something, to care about somebody else. Do you know that laying down your life is not really convenient? Most of the time, it doesn't fit in your schedule. Like, this is my lay down in my life half hour of the week. It comes at, at awkward times, it comes when you take a chance and step out and talk to somebody. It comes by the way you treat people in your workplace. All of it so that they will know who sent him. And that's what we're doing here at Real Life on the Palouse. That's what we're doing in our walk. How do we show off God? Do you know the product that this church sells? You know, church, I like to go to my sales background. You know what the church sells? You didn't know you're in the sales business? Me neither. You know what the church sells? The church sells changed lives. Your life being changed is what we celebrate. You choosing to lay your life down for someone else is what we celebrate, is what we care about. And you know how we change lives? We change lives by introducing them to people, introducing them to you. You know it. There's people out here that I'm like, oh, you have to meet this person, and after I've met you, I drag you over to somebody else because I'm introducing you to them because I know the power of connection. I know the power of together. And that's what the Lord modeled. He modeled us being together. So as we uh, get ready to prepare for communion, if you want to go, if you're serving communion, that'd be great, and we'll go through our implications. Go ahead and go back to do that. Um, Our communion is in a uh, a setting here that if you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you're in. There's no special class. There's no special communion class you have to take here. If you're accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, in please hold the elements till the end, and we'll take them all together. If you haven't accepted uh, the Lord Lord as your Savior, it's not going to mean a whole lot to you. But if you have, you're in. So will you lay your life down for Jesus? As I was preparing for this this week, I figured out that I have to recommit. This is not a one-time answer forever and I'm done. I have to choose on a daily basis if I'm gonna lay my life down. Because I uh, am fickle that way. I can't just do it one time. I have to choose what that looks like for my wife. I have to choose what that looks like to pursue and chase my kids. I have to choose what that looks like for my coworkers. I have to choose for what it looks like when I go through the Safeway line. I was thinking about inviting Maddie who is our deli lady in the Safeway line. Don't invite her. She's mine. I'm inviting Maddie. Her name is Maddie. She's awesome. So it's my my Easter invite. No, more. But who is God putting in front of you? What does this look like? What does it look like to see it through his eyes? What does it look like to lay your life down? How often do you have to recommit? How often are you willing to do that? Would you possibly write on your mirror, you know, am I going to lay my life down today? And what does that look like? And if you don't know what it looks like, guess what? You have brothers and sisters that are willing to try and explore that with you. So first implication, we're called to lay down our lives for other people. Not just in death, which would be much easier actually sometimes for me. I wish I could just jump in front of somebody and be like, boom, I'm done. And then I wouldn't have to lay out my life every single day over and over again. And all these little bitty ways, I'd just be dead and gone. But it's not just in death. And especially for us here, it's really not just in death. Because we're not quite yet being persecuted to death for our faith yet. It's in the little things. So it's how we live out each day. Implication number two. The only way to have the strength to pull it off is to stay Connected. How are you going to stay connected? What choices are you going to make to stay connected? How are you going to rearrange your schedule in your life to make sure that that's a priority, that I am connected, not just on Sunday? I don't want just oxygen on Sunday. I want it every day because I want to think clear and I want to see things clearly. Third one, the effect of laying down our lives is that Jesus works through us and the rest of the world sees him for who he really is. When you do that, people should think differently of you. They should be like, wow, that, that Randy guy is different. He's not like all the Harley Davidson managers I've met all over the country. He's different. He loves his people different. He invests in them. He connects with them. He cares more about them than just the job. He prays for them. He thinks about them. He invites them. He's different. Why is he different? Why would somebody lay down their life? That doesn't seem like a very productive American thing to do. Because we're showing, we're showing off the, to the world who our God is. That's how he acted. That's what he did. Let me show you what he did. And people fall in love with that. They fall in love with the fact that there was a... somebody who chose to give it all up was willing and they want that you want that loyalty you want that friendship you want that in your life (laughs) and the fact of the matter is is you get to choose so if you uh, do or if we all change the world will call us his disciples I want to be called a disciple. I want to get to the end of the road and have God say, you know what? It's a little rough there for a while, Josh. little sketchy. But well done, good and faithful servant. Thanks for finishing strong. Thanks for finishing well. Thanks for caring. Thanks for investing. Thanks for trying to see things through my eyes. That's all. I'm not going to be famous. It's not about me. It's not about our glory. It's not about the name of this church. It's about his name, amen? Do you want to change the community you live in for Jesus Christ? Do you want people to see him for who he really is? Do you want this place to be the place that the hurting and the broken go to get healed? And they don't get healed because we're smart or because we're great, but they get healed because they get introduced to the healer of healers, to the king of kings? I do. That's what I want us to be. So as you think about that this week, you think about what it looks like to lay down your life, let's think about it now. So on the night he was betrayed, Jesus uh, took the bread and he said, take this and eat. This is my body. If you want to recommit to laying your life down to the Lord, let's take it and eat. And then he took the cup and he said, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant. Let's lay down our lives. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for this time. Lord, I ask that you would just impart this word upon everyone in here, Lord, that uh, they would study it to look like. What what does this abiding mean? What is, I'm gonna study that. What does he mean by abide? Lord, that that we would study that and, and just let it envelop our life, that we would not go away from this idea of laying down our lives, that we would write it on our, on our hearts. We would write it in our mirrors. What does it look like? How? Today, Lord, show me how to lay down my life for you. Lord, show me how to honor you. Lord, show me how to introduce people to you because you have healed me. You have rescued us, Lord. So, Father God, I just ask for your hand upon us here in this time. We love you. We praise you. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message from real life. If you'd like more information on who we are, what's happening in our church, and how you can get involved, visit us on Facebook and Twitter and visit our website, liferotp.com.